Podcast. I'm Coach Rose Traffy, and here with me today I have the Savage Justin. Yeah, that's me. And the Invincible Connor. Hey. His knees are actually working this time. Yeah, for once. Sort of. We are continuing uh, this this bold new era for the Combo Fit Podcast. All new books, all new co-hosts, except this time because I've had these two on before this year. We're repeat offenders. Yeah, last time we talked about Batman. This time we're talking about X-Mans. All the X-Mans. Like five X-Mans. Uh, we're talking about Uncanny X-Men Superior Volume 1. Uh, written by Colin Bunn with art by Greg Land. Now, a couple things. A couple things about this, uh, this X-Men book in particular. So this came out, I think, in like 2016. Before X-Men got complicated again. Woke culture. So like, okay. There was this period where the Marvel Cinematic Universe couldn't use X-Men characters. So Marvel Editorial was like, we need to do less with X-Men because like we have to promote other characters over them. Does that make sense? So they started doing more stuff with the Inhumans. And like Inhumans started like taking up more... Like, there's more Inhuman books and less X-Men books. Right? Because whoever was in charge over at Marvel Studios and Disney, whoever was kind of in charge of that whole thing, was like, there's barely a difference. And it's like, that's kind of offensive that you don't see a difference between these two, you know, comic book factions. Yeah, one has an X-Men. Yeah. One is more... One is easily more profitable than the other. After uh, Marvel slash Disney bought Fox, uh, Fox Studios, like 20th Century Fox, um... They became way more, like, into using X-Men again. Because, hey, we can make movies about them, so let's, you know, we can actually make successful books about them. Currently, in this era of X-Men, not during this book, I'm talking right now, the year of 2022, the year of the Lord, um, the X-Men have their own island. All of mutankind has united on the island, and they're trying to, like, get off Earth and set up their own, like, civilization without humans. They're going to go start their own world with blackjack and hookers? Yeah. It's a, little, it's a little culty. It's a little Shut culty. Up, yeah, no. They also have achieved immortality because if they die, they can come back. Um, they have warp portals. Their island is a living creature. They went a little hard. Is it another fucking mutant? <laughs> and the most egregious... Yes, the island is a mutant, actually. And then the most egregious... Um, I was hoping that was going to be a joke. Professor Xavier can walk. Oh. Yeah, everything's changed. Imagine that being your Magneto no longer is allowed to, uh, can't like pull things towards him, it's only pushing. His poles have changed. Can you imagine like being a mutant, everyone's got like these cool powers and you're like, yeah, I just turn into an island. No, I think he I think it is he is an island. He was born a living island. His name is Krakoa. The reason why we're talking about this book is because it happens right before the Krakoa era. And before the Krakoa era, the X-Men books sucked because like that was the point. There wasn't a terrible sales pitch. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of X-Men books because they didn't want to market X-Men characters. And, like, the word transparent is probably the, the most accurate way to put this because at this point in the X-Men's history, the mutants were dying off because they were catching a disease. Not, not the one we're dealing with. Called M-Pox. Mutant pox? Mutant pox. And there are a bunch of poxes, I think, so... <laughs> the disease... Not far off, I guess. The disease came from the Terrigen Mists, which are like mineral clouds that create inhumans. So the things that are creating inhumans are killing mutants. 
I just Wait. imagine, like, so what the fuck's the difference between an inhuman and a mutant? So you know how mutants are just, like, people born with powers? Yeah, aren't humans oh, like the inhumans are made? Inhumans are people whose ancestors were genetically modified. It, it's, like, it's, like, way more complicated than mutants, because it's, like, you can have an ancestor, like, a caveman ancestor, who was tested on by an alien, and then all the way now, if you're affected by a pterogen mist, it will bring out the part of your genetics that was experimented on by your ancestors. So it's like being a mutant sleeper cell. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but, like, the part that is stupid oh. is that, like, you're telling me that the cloud that makes Inhumans kills mutants. Almost like how Marvel is promoting Inhumans and trying to push X-Men under the bed. Just like how Vape Clouds don't have anything to do with what's going on. Just like Vape Clouds have nothing to do with what's going on. Exactly. Can you, can you imagine some poor bastard? <laughs> like, he's standing there living his best life. He gets hit by a cloud and he's like, oh my god. I have this power, and before the cloud even leaves the vicinity, he just dies. <laughs> like, it's fast acting. And then, like, his best friend next to him is like, Dude, I got cool powers! Oh, I guess you weren't the right kind of person. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can't talk anymore. <laughs> the X-Men are just a reference for racism! No, it's not. <laughs> and that's like, that that caused an event called the X-Men and Human War. Uh, which is it's all race war. They had a fucking race war. Is what yeah. you're saying? They had a race war. Yeah. This book is written by Colin Bunn, who prior to this book wrote a solo Magneto book. And in the Colin Bunn book, they established that because of his age, his powers are getting harder to use. So before Magneto could be like, huh, bridge up. Now it's like bridge. I need like an hour to even try to lift this bridge of my powers. He's got like oh, superpower arthritis. Yeah. He's got performance anxiety. Yeah. Nah, dude, he needs that fucking superpower. Man. He's also like a Holocaust survivor, so I'm pretty sure his age is catching up with him finally. These five are part of Magneto's X-Men team. Is it Sabretooth? That's Sabretooth. And Psylocke, and Archangel, and Monet. I'm gonna take a while to guess Psylocke is one with a weird butterfly around her face. Yeah. That's her psychic powers. So the thing about Greg Land is that if it's your first time seeing his art, uh, it's just, you know, whatever. Just comic book art, right? Yeah. It looks good, sure. I feel like there's a Catch-22 on this. The Catch-22 is that... Uh, That's the last good picture you're going to see. No, he, shit. he traces a lot of his work. <sighs> Sorry about that. God bless you. <sighs> he traces a lot of his work. Like, basically, if you're seeing a panel from this book, and I'm, I'm sure you'll find it if I look, but if you're looking at a panel in this book and you see a woman make a face, you could go a face from You could go back to 2011 and find him drawing the same face. Fair enough. And, this is his own shit that he's doing it too, though. And from what I understand, a lot of the female faces he, he drew in his early career were traced from, like, uh, adult actresses. Yeah. I can, uh, I can see I, I see it now. <laughs> I, it makes sense. You can't escape the thought of him using reference, like, like, imagining him in his office using reference. Why do you have all, why do you have a subscription, subscription to Playboy? It's for work, I swear. It's for work. Do you think Marvel, like, uh, paid for that? Like, you know, floated him the... It's a write-off. Yeah, it's a write-off. You probably could. It's for work. Man, there's also, there's been a significant increase in both swimsuit magazines and Kleenexes. Uh, let's very quickly, let's break these characters down. So Magneto, again, he had a, a book before this by Colin Bunn. Ooh, he's Magneto! He's the X-Men villain. Everyone knows him, he's in all the shows and movies and on all the books. 
He's the one with the dumb M on his head, isn't he? He's the one with the 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 pill container helmet. Uh, his costume in this. I mean, they, the more, everyone's got the more classic Magneto. Well, yeah, we have kind of an inverse because now it's black with red piping. What I like about this team, off the bat, uniform look. Everyone's got like a black costume with colored lining to it. Low job lips, weird orgies, lame pipe. Innuendos abound. I have a feeling that Raffy brought us on to the wrong kind of podcast, Connor. He's dirty muties. Uh, and then. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Psylocke is second in command. Uh, she's a bit of a complicated character, but all you need to know is she's British, uh, she's a psychic ninja, and her psychic powers allow her to create weapons out of psychic energy. Now uh, I feel insulted. She's also in love with Archangel, who's on the team. Uh, they have a prior relationship, but Arch- Archangel's also going through a bit of a change. Um, originally he was Angel, one of the, the five original members of the X-Men. The first, like, batch. But now he's Archangel. Yeah, so Extra. Because uh, so Apocalypse changes him. Apocalypse was like, hey, you're cool. Come here. No, come here. I'm going to make you metal. Mm. He made him metal. And that uh, was like metal. Apocalypse, so like an actual character? The character of Apocalypse. I thought, like, Apocalypse was going to be like a story arc situation. No, Apocalypse is a, is a long-running X-Men villain. Um, he does come up in this run. And, yeah, his deal is that he's the first mutant from ancient Egypt. Oh, yep, I remember. I, I briefly remember seeing him in that movie. Yeah. So. He's bald. He's bald, he's got big blue lips. Got big blue. Traced porno lips. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you're talking to him, you can't take your eyes off of the place. But at this point in time, he's been changed into Archangel again, and, like, he's lost his humanity. So, like, he's like a robot. Oh. He's like. He has no. You know, personality to him. Like, in order for him to do anything, Psylocke has to, like, mentally command him to go do something. He's less a member of the team and more just like a tool. Sex piece. He's a tool. He's a weapon. He's a weapon. He's a mutant weapon. So you get, I am a weapon. <laughs> Speaking of weapons, uh, Sabretooth. We yeah, all know Sabretooth. Sabretooth. He's the guy that goes after Wolverine and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what he does. Uh, originally, he's from an Iron Fist comic. Yeah, well, it's funny because Wolverine originated from a Hulk comic. Sabretooth originated from an Iron Fist comic. And then they went, yo, siblings. Well, yeah, but then they were like, hey, let's put them in the same comic and have them fight, and we'll do it next. Like, it's like, them being mutants and being related and having a rivalry was something that was not in there from, like, the, the base, you know? It was something they made up while they were going. But it's at this the worst thing that they've done. No. At this point in time, Sabretooth uh, has his personality flipped on its axis. Would you put it? No, which is really nice. Which is to say, there was another Marvel event before this. He uses a litter box. <laughs> there was another Marvel event before this called Marvel Axis, where characters' personalities got flipped up oh, by that Axis by the effect of the Red Skull, who had psychic powers. Oh no, I was onto something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, like some simple things, like like Deadpool mellowed out like pretty hard, oh. but he became Zenpool. Don't tell me they redid Sabretooth and, like, now he loves his brother. They have brunch every Sunday. <laughs> I think Wolverine might have been dead. Monet is the most recent uh, character created. And by recent, I mean that she's created, like, like 1999. So, I always forget how fucking old X-Men is. Since the 60s, yeah. So, Monet's thing is that she's, like, because she's, like, the most uh, 
what's the word? Obscure of the team. Um, she's like the she, her powers are like the paragon of powers: flight, super strength, and vulnerability. Yeah. But her so she's got this brother. I think his name's Wraith or something. He has like mouth hands, like that one Naruto character, and he can drain your strength from you. And she has those uh, powers too. Yeah, she's, I'm pretty sure if I see somebody with fucking mouth vagina hands coming up to me, he's like, oh. hand on the fucking shoulder. I ain't fighting you anymore. Yeah, my will to live just went out the window. Guess what? That's a suicide on your hands. That would be freaking hilarious if you had... Is it a hand job? Is it a blow job? What is no, it? No, I just imagine like... What's happening? It doesn't actually... Can you imagine? I can actually steal your strength. People fake it just because they don't want to be touched by it <laughs> But like, is it just... Oh, like, oh, but like, is it just like slit with teeth or does it have a tongue? I think it's a tongue. Oh my god. Yeah, it's gross. So he, like, his wife must love him. That's a sad point. Surprisingly, he's not married. You know, I can't imagine why. But Wraith is, like, gross. He lives in the sewers, and he's always having to drain people for strength to survive. But Monet like also... Leech. Monet has the same mouth-hand energy-sucking powers, but she doesn't need that to survive, so she doesn't use that power. So she has the mouth-hands, too? She's, she's got the mouth-hands, too. You could kiss yourself if you wanted to. You just put your hands... You on. imagine? <laughs> like, you're a 12-year-old looking at oh. a, a model poster. Like, you're, like, oh. going to, like, hold somebody's hand, and it's just, like... Man, you're really sweating. I'm not sweating. Can you imagine? I'm, sweating. I'm drooling. Like, you know, you're, what? you're drinking out of, like, a metal water bottle. You've actually, like, dinged your teeth. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Do you think it feels like that when you're clapping with mouth hands? Oh, Do you you're being punched in the mouth. <laughs> Do you have to brush your mouth hands? Oh, God. Which, in that case, you have to, like, dry them off between scrubs. Which actually brings up the next point of, um, you know, the don't forget to what. You know, wash your hands and brush your teeth thing. Mm-hmm. How disturbing it is if you just swap your teeth and hands in that context. Don't forget to wash your teeth and brush your hands. Ugh. Wash your teeth. Oh, you know. God. Oh, what if you... Oh. <laughs> no, I just thought of something terrible. You're thinking about it. I'm winning. No, no, I'm thinking about the teeth thing. I'm <laughs> I don't about, even need the fucking mouth hands. I'm, I'm sapping them right what now. What if you make the mistake of instead of coughing into your elbow, you sneeze oh. into your oh. hands? <laughs> You're sneezing into your own mouth. Do you think, like, their taste buds, like, line up, so it's, like, whatever his hand... To- <laughs> you're tasting your own sneeze. You can like, understand go why... Go ass. Next thing you know, you're like, what? You can understand why Monet is a superhero and Wraith is not. So, there's this caravan of trucks, and we don't know what they're carrying yet. It's X-Men, it's probably people. <laughs> and they're driving down the road, and Magneto stops them. And the guys in the trucks are like, whatever, he's just one mutant, we can take him. That's what everybody says. Meanwhile, Magneto turns around and goes, I'm a Holocaust survivor, you're gonna stop. <laughs> it was Walker. Yeah. You um, see these numbers? That's a kill count. These, these, oh, my friends. these trucks are from the Someday Corporation. The Someday? Someday. That sounds like a Pixar villain. <laughs> like Big Pharma. Like big farm, yeah, you know, like big farm. Um, now, when he starts, be hitting different. When he starts getting outnumbered, his team shows up, including Sabretooth, who jumps on one of the cars and attacks one of the dudes. But he doesn't kill him; he just scares him because he's a kinder, gentler Sabretooth. He, he's like, lucky for you, I'm a kinder, gentler Sabretooth. Not so lucky for uh, for my heightened sense of smell. He made the dude shit himself. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you I shitting yourself? <laughs> oh no! I, Vividly. I don't need to imagine, but I can recreate it right now. Recreate it right now. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks. I'm just saying. <laughs> Monet flies in, just throws a dude out of a truck. 
Yeah, she, I imagine she just watches Sabretooth do good, and she's like, nah, screw that, and just eats a dude. Yeah, she's like, smiling the whole time. She's like, I was going to say, she like she's like, the nut getting ready to throw this dude. She's uh, a pure fucking fighting. I love just showing up. The thing is, Monet is very proud of her appearance and her powers. She thinks she's better than that. Oh, everyone. so she is vanity in Yeah. Well, she was a valley girl. She was rich as well. Yeah, those are definitely some uh, So it's a situation of, you know, honestly, it kind of looks like he copied over, like, Halle Berry did <laughs> do her design. So. Yeah. We all love swordfish, and it's not for the plot, let's be honest. <laughs> Speaking of sword, Psylocke shows up with a real sword. She also has a real sword. Actually, she has two. She has Why would you, uh... I make, can make swords out of energy, but I just carry these because I like them. I mean, if you could, like... There's... No. You, I mean, I get it. I mean, if I could make energy fields around weapons, are they visible, or... Just... Well, it's like, it, if it took strain off of you, you know what I mean? Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, we see Magneto is visually strained by using his powers, because uh, he was nerfed. Uh, oh, when they need backup, they just call Archangel in like an airstrike. Like, they have a plane flying above, and Psylocke is like, Archangel, we need you. And then he just shoots out of the plane, and, like, he can shoot his metal feathers. Like, okay, I thought he was, like, flying the plane and then shot from the plane. I'm like, the guy's got fucking wings. That <laughs> makes me smile, just because the guy who can fly, you have him wait in the plane. Connor, look at his face at the bottom of this panel. Look at this resolution on this man. He, he got low job lips. He blew up a truck and just, yes, I did it. I have no emotion. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a video game I killed him. It's not in a cutscene. It's just dead staring. <laughs> oh, that guy just got headshotted. Yeah, so dead. he did. He got his mind red. Oh, that's what that is? That's what happens. You, get, you see, he's got the little psychic wave around his head. He's spitting blood all over the place. Yeah, well, that's like, that's, like, that's blood from others. As people. one does, Justin, we don't judge for medical conditions. <laughs> so, I do. The Sunday Corporation, <laughs> when they open the truck, there's a bunch of pods, and in the pods are people. People in pods. Pod people. Wow. These people paid the Sunday Corporation to basically put themselves in stasis. So that way they couldn't be killed by the M-pox disease. That's not a bad idea. Wait, so they're mutants? They're mutants who paid this company to put them in stasis. <laughs> so Magneto shames them. He basically tells them, like, you could be doing good for your mutant brother and sister, and you Joining just... Joining our island orgies. Yeah. Well, no, they didn't have the orgy then. They didn't have the island orgies. This is before. This is before. No, at this point, the X-Men are staying in limbo. Yes, limbo. Uh... That's because saying Wolverine's getting Eiffel Tower is a little frowned upon. So, like, Magneto's like, shame on all of you for trying to hide from this. And they're like, dude, we're just trying to live. So Magneto's speech does not <laughs> fall on deaf ears, as one of these mutants has healing powers. And so he decides, he, like, runs off and he finds uh, these homeless people. There's this homeless uh, woman. And the healer uses powers to heal the homeless woman. Doesn't go and heal the guys that just got fucking shish kebab by, you know, fucking steely wing over there. No, they're evil humans. You know, the people that they paid to <laughs> transport them. No. I would 100% be like, as they're climbing out of the pod, be like, are, are we there? Like, oh, shit, we paid these guys to help. I'd be like, you're definitely not getting your deposit <laughs> No. Back. What's the back of the tube? Hey, you can just wait <laughs> So, yeah. He Stop, just I think he does heal one of the other people that's in the pod, but no, he doesn't heal any of the soldiers that were driving the truck. 
Just make it as like, I don't like you. Get back at the pot. And he just like artillery shell launches it into the distance. <laughs> Finds the biggest cloud he possibly can. You'll get, get to limbo one way or the other. Yeah. But he heals this homeless woman. And then immediately after that, he's shot and killed. He fucking deserves uh, it for being a piece of shit. Why did he just heal himself? Because <laughs> he's dead. What the uh, fuck is that? These are, uh, what are they called? The Dark Riders. So, the Dark Riders consist of a couple different characters who we meet throughout the book. Uh, Gauntlet is that is that ogre-looking guy. Uh, Tusk is the big buff guy in the background. Spine is the lizard guy. Uh, and then Deadbolt is the flaming guy. Originally, they were like an so evil team. That. They're an evil team consisting of like mutants, inhumans, and then like regular humans who are experienced. So it's like everyone can be a Dark Rider. But you just have to be bonded over how much you hate the fucking well, other guys. Their deal is that, at least this iteration of the team, they worship Apocalypse. His big blue lips. And Apocalypse's <laughs> mantra... Dude, we all getting blowjobs tonight. We just gotta kill these men. Apocalypse's mantra is the survival of the fittest. Yeah. So, like, whereas Magneto will be like, I don't want to kill a mutant if I don't have to. Apocalypse will be like, oh, this mutant's weak. His only power is turning into a bird. Fuck this guy. Bang. Kills him. Pulls out, pulls out an anti-bird gun. Yes. <laughs> My anti-bird gun will take care of this problem. <laughs> Which is just a normal gun when you think about it. <laughs> it's just a really big stone. I didn't want to use the sit-down shotgun, but you've made me. <laughs> this is a tool created by man. <laughs> so, the Dark Riders follow that philosophy. that Only the strong will survive. Only the strong mutants will survive and inherit the Earth. So, they killed the healer. Who's off doing her own thing? She's investigating Someday Corporation. Now, my favorite thing is that she sneaks into this corporate office. I have to assume that she took the place of someone that had already been there, but I like to think she's been working in this office for like four months under a different identity. Hear me up, though. Whenever Mystique ends up taking over and like making herself look like somebody else, it's the fucking ditto face. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah, here you go. There's another good one, Mystique. Very land, everybody. That is a. That is a power pose. She is Nightcrawler's mom. Um, Mystique is investing Someday Corporation for the Hellfire Club, which is a whole other organization, don't worry about it. It's like, the Hellfire Club is a group of rich socialite mutants who are only motivated by rich, like being rich and powerful. They don't care if mutants succeed or so die, the, as long as they stay at the top 1%. The rest of the antithesis of... They are the antithesis of the entire thing of what uh, X-Men is. Yeah. Yeah, they just care about the profit, baby. Corporate Shut up, baby, I know. Give me that money. money. Now, other, also working for... <laughs> also working for the Hellfire Club is a character called Phantom X. We'll see him later, but uh, he is a gun-wielding thief mutant. It's pretty cool to see him later, don't worry But yeah, the, our, our X-Men team are investigating the death of that mutant healer. And they're finding out that there are other mutant healers who have been killed off recently. Specifically the healers? Yeah. So they notice a pattern, and they're like, alright, there are uh, two other mutant healers that haven't been targeted yet, so we need to go find them. Oh, sorry, three mutant healers. We have to go find them before they're also taken out. Split up like the Scooby-Doo gang? That's right. We got a split up gang. So Sabretooth takes his, his hot purple 
Dodge Charger. All the oh, way to Vermont. Crazy purple. I don't know where he got it. I guess he, you know. That's a challenger. That's a challenger. Also, I do enjoy the fact, though, that, like, it's not, like, fake U.S. Like, they're actually in proper areas. So he's driving to Vermont probably right about now. That's right. Um, it is, they go to a church. And uh, at this church, it's like, a, it's like a church that's also, like, a homeless center. And the mutant that is here is named Elixir. Yeah, here he is. He's this gold boy. Hey, guys. Uh, due to another recording problem that we had during the episode, uh, there is a portion of audio that has gone missing, so I wanted to fill in the blanks very quickly. Uh, ostensibly, once Sabretooth and Monet go to um, the church to pick up Elixir, they are ambushed by a dark rider named Barrage. Um, Barrage basically uses his, uh, you know, gun powers to kill a bunch of civilians, or at least hurt them, uh, outside of the church. This forces Elixir out of the church because he wants to heal his friends at this at this church. And when he's out in the open, he is sniped by Gauntlet. Um, Monet and Sabretooth, you know, take the loss. They're upset that uh, Elixir is dead, but that is just one more healer taken off the board. Uh, additionally, following this, we get the entrance of Magneto and Psylocke as they go visit a anti-mutant rally where another character is treating mutants for Mpox. So let's get to that. Visible so they can sneak by the crowd. And they go in, they go inside these tents where another mutant named Triage is using his healing powers to try and heal people I from having Mpox. He's a doctor. Yeah, doctor. He's, his name is Triage. Doctor. Um... Again, triage can only temporarily ward off the Mpox. They will come back, and it's like draining his... It's like taking strain from him to try and heal these people. Mm -hmm. So it's the situation of this guy is really selfless. He's doing everything that he can to save these people. Mm -hmm. You're going to like this guy because he's trying to be really altruistic. And he's he wearing, also is probably... And he's wearing a lab coat, so you don't even trust him. He's got like scrubs on. Big Pharma. Big Pharma. <laughs> This is what big triage doesn't want you to know. <laughs> so, don't go to this man if you need to go to Ace get an Ace Bandage. But don't worry, guys. I guess you should worry. Because the Dark Riders show up at this rally. Oh, no. Who's uh, who's with them? we got Barrage, Hurricane, who's the guy in the goggles, and then uh, Hard Drive, who's this robot person in the Let's background. Take a wild guess that Hurricane's power consists of controlling the weather. You got it. Who's yeah, a greenhead? Oh, no, that's Barrage. That's Barrage. <laughs> and this yeah, you garage. better stop looking up. I don't even taking your job at this point. Yeah, so I love this. Uh, hurricane makes a hurricane, and this dude's toupee starts flying off. Okay, that's pretty Dude, they also... Why did they make him have an O-face? Like... Oh! So Magneto's fighting these guys, and he rips... Because there's a robot dude, so he just rips this dude to shreds. He just literally takes all of his parts out. Yeah. And then he uses the shrapnel to attack the other two guys. I kind of like how, like, hyper-aggressive Magneto is. Even when he's fighting for the good guys, he's like, this is Zorn. He looks like the thing from uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. <laughs> you know, those weird little alien dudes. Yeah. His deal is that there's a dwarf star in his head. Either his head is huge or... Well, the mask very, very... contains all of his power. So if you take the mask off... That helmet comes off, everybody fucking dies. That's right. 
But he that also, man is at critical mass, and all he has to do is like headbutt somebody, and guess what? He just literally hits you with the power of a sun. And he can convert this power to like energy blasts, that's healing true. energy, which is why they that's really true. want to talk to him. Yeah, Zorn is awesome. What's funny is that when they first introduced Zorn, he ends oh. up being a disguise for Magneto. But people no, like. Right. Right. you Taylor Joey. Okay. Joey, whatever. People liked Zorn so much, they were like, you know what? Magneto wasn't Zorn. He was just taking the identity of another character who already existed named Zorn. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, yeah, no. People like that Zelda is Sheik, but uh, Sheik is also their own character. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. So, Monet goes to Zorn. She's like, you're in danger, you should come with us. Zorn is like, nah, I'm just chilling here in Tibet. I'm good. So the team regroup, regroups in Genosha, which at this point is a, a deserted island. It used to be an island paradise for mutants that Magneto set up. Um, but it was destroyed by a rogue sentinel. Yep. So while the rest of the team goes to take on the Dark Riders head on, like go to their HQ... Because Psylocke was able to defer where their headquarters was after defeating them and just taking their memories and stuff. Um, that was a very violating power to have. Oh, yeah. So not you, only did I just absolutely how kick you, your ass, but how, like... How do you think Professor X gets away with everything? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. So, you know you know how I said Apocalypse was the first mutant from Egypt? Yes. The Dark Riders base is in a pyramid. Like... Like an Egyptian pyramid? An Egyptian pyramid, because they're hardcore apocalypse weeboos. Oh, okay. And they're like, he's from ancient Egypt, so we should hide in, like, a pyramid. I'm not gonna lie. He'll totally be on our side if we're just, like, hanging out in his home, man. I'm not gonna lie, my brain immediately went to, like, the Las Vegas Bass Pro Shop pyramid. The perfect base. That's aggressive. It's not a pyramid scheme, it's an actual business. We also meet up with Phantom X, who's doing Phantom X things. He said they sent the Someday Corporation storage facility, because, you know, you, you could be right, you could be wrong. We're but, just uh, going to say I'm right for the sake of me being right on this one. Is that uh, Mystique again? Yeah, that's Mystique, because they start working together at this point. That's just a... He's fighting Daft Punk? No. So these soldiers uh, that work for Someday are going after Phantom X. They think that they kill him, but they actually just killed one of their own members. Phantom X has psychic powers as well. So he can control people and they... Is he able to make... It's like he... Or did he make the guy look like him to all of them? Yes. Yeah, he that's what made, he did. He made, it was a uh, mass hallucination. Yeah. And then he gets in his ship, Eve. Eve is a... Uh, it's an organic ship. And you lost and, and Phantom X and Eve are, you know, a thing. An item. An item. Man, screw going to mutant college. If, if the only career choice path is a sentient organic ship supercomputer, I think I'm you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe people die dying at the Mpox doesn't sound so bad after he all. He is inside her. Um, oh my god. I do kind of like the idea of him just kind of being like the X-Men equivalent to fucking Storm Shadow, though. Yeah, that's straight up just what he <laughs> To be fair, though, he's one of my favorite fucking G.I. Joes. Magneto and Triage talk a little bit about Genosha and how it fell apart and stuff. And... Triage is basically like, alright, so if you're an X-Men, you're a good guy, why not rebuild Genosha? And he's like, because I want it to stay ruined like this as a constant reminder. Because the more I see this, the more I believe in my own vision, and the less I believe in Xavier's vision. A picture would be better. <laughs> Literally turning around and going, I like the scars, they remind me of where I came from. <laughs> Sir! You're a burn victim. We can fix this. Nope. Nope. 
I want to remember that mobile gas station. The scars remind me that the past is real. Um, so Zoran is hanging out in his Tibetan temple, and Zoran is like, Zoran is like, please, I know you're there, and like, Barrage comes out of like nowhere, and then and then Deadbolt shows up. So like, is he dummy sentient? Like he just know, like he's like almost omnipotent at this point. Who? Or, uh, Zoran? Yeah. Zoran is more like a an angry, uh, like martial arts monk character from a movie. Like he he's sitting in his temple meditating. These guys show up in the shadows, and he's like, "I know you are there." I heard a pebble move. 25 well, miles away. That guy's on fire. I just imagine hearing like a crackling noise as he's coming through. Bless I him. felt things get warmer. We're in the middle of Tibet. There's snow everywhere. You don't think I could feel when it gets a little warmer? I can Bro, smell I can, the steam. I'm wearing like 500 threat count robe right now. I, there's no insulation. No, the actual reason is like, how'd you know we were here? I have a sun in my head. Okay, that doesn't explain how you... Nah, nah, it does. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm the not. sun's on fire. You're on fire. It's kind of like a brother thing. Yeah. So Zoran uses his intense star head power to sh- basically scare off the Dark Riders. Earlier we had a scene with Shen, Shen Zorn, where Monet was like, "You should join us because you're in danger," and, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm good." Just so we could have this scene where the Dark Riders go and they're like, "Zoran, you're dead," and he's like, "Nah, no, I'm not." And they're like, "Okay, fine," and they leave. So like, just, he only exists to scare the Dark Riders off. And show how cool Zorn is. So the Uncanny X-Men break into the pyramid base. <laughs> lizard again. <laughs> they break in. Down boy. Fight the Dark Riders. Okay, there's something about Sabretooth. Just doing like the thriller. <laughs> when he's getting ready to go fight somebody. Because he's, like, oh, he's going to claw them to death. Poor no, I know. He's going to be deaf. That gun went right off. But like, <laughs> don't worry, she's so pretty. <laughs> so, who needs to hear when you look as good as she does? Exactly. And there's still one healer alive. They're fine. Yeah. So they're fighting in this pyramid base. Um, oh, right. Okay, so they do... Oh, base, no cap. The Dark Riders do have their own psychic names. Uh, what's his name? Synapse. Wait, so is that the robot guy you were talking That's about? That's the robot guy, yeah. He just... He looks like he's lost. Like, he looks like he needs to just get plugged into something and he'll be happy again. I think... He's musing about how it's it's terrible that Archangel isn't on their side. Because Archangel was turned into what he is because of Apocalypse to begin with. Oh, uh, so it's like a, I feel betrayed. Yeah, he's like, if only he would return to us. And then, uh, what, what is the... Meanwhile, he's sitting there still thinking blowjob lips. Yeah, Gauntlet, Gauntlet is like heading the, <laughs> heading the game, hard drive. The healer, the mag, uh, Magneto, they're not here. Okay, yes, we lost another bit of audio. That's, that's why I'm here explaining it. So, uh, basically... The Dark Riders realize, hey, all the X-Men are here except Magneto and Triage. They use their own teleporting powers to escape the pyramid to go to Genosha to mess up Magneto. They also cave in the pyramid so it takes longer for Magneto's team to escape and go help Magneto. Okay? Okay. Magneto is fighting the Dark Riders all on his own. He's throwing cars at them and, uh, you know, it's not working. Have a Prius! Triage, it's funny, because no. the fight's going on, Triage is watching Magneto, he's like, Magneto, are you okay? Are you, like, 100%? And he's like, I'm fine, I just need to catch my breath. Jesus. Gives him an inhaler. Oh, he died. Yeah, Triage gets stabbed by, uh, Spine. Spinal. Ironically, through the spine. Through the, oh, my spine. Yeah. Because Genosha is a bunch of, like, metal debris. Yeah. So he's just Genosha. using, yeah, the world around him, he's throwing shrapnel, he's got metal spikes killing the dinosaur kid, the, the, the spinal guy, and then, uh, what is it? Gauntlet has Magneto in his sights, but then the rest of the X-Men show up. 
Here's another old I face. see that it really didn't matter. Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that's, that's Hurricane. That's exactly <laughs> it's, you know, he's gasping for air like a fish. Quite honestly, I'm like, just shocked by how fucking ugly the main character is. Like, at least most of the X-Men are attractive. Well, it's like, outside well, of like maybe three of them. I, I'm just like, man, the poor, poor X-Men with their, with their beautiful looks and their chiseled bodies and their active love lives. Yeah, they really are the, the, the poorest that humanity has to offer. They, are, they, they, they get fucking are. code. Over there, just trying to live his best life. Toad and Blob are the only ones where it's like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. You're you guys are gross. You guys make me feel feel way better. You guys make me sick. Yeah, where's everybody else makes me feel inferior? Where's Toad and Blob on this team? Like, you know, what, what, sh- nope, only the pretty people. Yeah, only and the, dudes. And say, oh, oh my God! So Archangel flies through Hurricane and chops him in half with his oh, wings, yeah. and and Hurricane is like, oh, Archangel. Why have you forsaken us? And they cut straight through him. No batteries. Monet cracks Tusk in the head, and then Psylocke puts the robot guy into, like, like an error code, because he's saying, like, zero one one zero zero one one one. So the robot guy's out for the count, too. They're just getting destroyed. You should be binary. She hit him with your search history. We don't talk about my search history. <laughs> and, like, so, listen. Most of the Dark Riders are alive, except for the guy that got cut in half, and the, the lizard that got spiked. Most of them are just kind of, like, defeated, and Magneto was like, all right, guys, let's go. Magneto and oh, his no. team get on the jet, and they're going to fly away. And Gauntlet is like, hey, you can't just leave us like this. Uh, you know, we'll break free. We'll never stop coming for you. And Magneto is like, ah, oh, Gauntlet, who do you think you're dealing with? And then he activates all the bombs that Magneto placed on Genosha because he was planning on having them gather here. Oh, because it's like home field advantage. On There's metal the everywhere, yeah. The whole thing is a grenade. Yeah. So Genosha, for a second time, is turned into rubble. And for a second time, Archangel flies away from the explosion. Yeah. So, like, they're finding out this was Magneto's plan the whole time. was like, I'm going to separate myself from the X-Men. That way, the Dark Riders come to me because they know I don't have backup. And then when they're here, I have the home field advantage. The X-Men will come back to me. And I have the island rig to explode. Well, this is some JoJo Bizarre Adventure bullshit. And Triage is like... You know, but, like, you blew up, like, your home base, basically. Wait, Triage survived? Yeah, he survived. The, the set. He has healing powers. He's constantly healing himself. If I don't drop to zero, I don't die. So he's, like, rapid here in healing powers. It's not even just, like, a... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna take a well, second. Well, plus, after he was stabbed, like, that's when Magneto started, like, unleashing. And that's when, like, bottom enough time. To... And that's when the X-Men showed up, so, like, it distracted the... Yeah, bottom enough time that he could heal himself. Yeah, I mean, I guess that works. It makes sense. Yeah, but Triage is like questioning Magneto. Like you, you built Genosha from the beginning, mm-hmm. and, and I just took it out. Yeah. So why why make it even worse? Why blow up what, what remained of it? I thought you said you wanted to keep it as a reminder. And Magneto was like, the destruction of Genosha or Genosha was a warning to the world. I have no intention of laying low. So basically, I'm still a bad guy. Yeah. Well, it's more like. I don't want people to think that at any point I could just run off and hide on my metal island. Like, I want them to know I'm not hiding, and I want them to know that I am so committed to the mission for mutant kind that I'm, I'm willing to just destroy every project I've done before. Like, nothing is sacred to me except, like, the mission. So it's like a salad. Exactly. It's exactly a salad. Uh, and then we go to Limbo, uh, where we meet Magic. This is Magic. She's Colossus's sister. They go to Limbo and they drop off Triage. 
to be with the other mutants. Yeah, this is Storm. This is Storm's design at the time. I mean, they a little so, over the top. She had a mohawk in like the late eighties. No, I like the mohawk. I like that oh, one. It's just the yeah. actual uniform itself. It's like, why the hell are you doing Britney Spears toxic? I see. Era? I see. We're slowly bringing belts back. Improperly <laughs> so, using them two at a time. Yeah. Two at a time. <laughs> well, it's like with Storm. So my thing is like mohawk Storm is like fine at like like little intervals, but they, at this point they were really pushing mohawk Storm. Um, an argument I saw, and I can't speak one way or the other to this, but an argument I saw for why Mohawk Storm isn't that great is, and this is such a weird tangent, but it's just that, like, black people hair has so many different styles to it and so many different ways that you can wear it. So it's kind of, like, not disrespectful, but, like, a missed opportunity to give Storm more different looks. Yeah, more a wider wider variety. Whereas with a mohawk, like, almost anyone can have a mohawk. So Triage is brought to Limbo, where Storm and her X-Men are waiting, or, like, waiting out the Xbox plague. Which is, like, weird, because it's like, okay, they're waiting out the Xbox plague. How is that different from the guys who are freezing themselves and waiting out the Xbox? It's it's the same thing with maybe less steps. Well, it's, like, more dangerous here. They're in Limbo. They're in a fucking paranormal dimension. Anyway, oh, they are literally in a place called Limbo. Yeah, they're in actual Limbo. I thought that was the um, the other chick's name. Oh no, that was uh, that was Magic. Limbo is like a dimension. So they're in a dimension called Limbo. Yep. All right, I get it now. Yeah. Right. I don't like that. it, but yeah, I get it. There's a dimension called Limbo. Storm has a lot. Yeah. Up to speed. So Storm yeah. tells Crash Course. Of course. Storm tells the team, like, she tells Monet and Psylocke, like, you guys can come stay here with the rest of the X-Men. You don't need to be with Magneto. And Monet is like, you don't understand him. Because Monet is... was so let's create conflict where there's no need to be conflict. Yeah, well, Monet is almost always confrontational. Um, Psylocke is more like, we need to keep an eye on Magneto. Like, we don't want him out there on his own right now. I feel like Magneto <laughs> He's the weird dementia patient that there's in there, like, we gotta make sure that he doesn't, like, hurt himself. <laughs> but we're not allowed to stop him on his tangents. We gotta let him do his thing. Let's see. Uh, Storm says, we've all lost... She's talking to Monet. She goes, we've all lost so much. We all have so much to be angry about. But if you let that anger drive you, and then Monet cuts, you, cuts her off. Save it, Storm. You deal with your grief in whatever way you like. I've got my own thing going on. So it seems like Storm is trying to tell them, like, you don't need to be on this anti-hero, you know, murder mission to help the X-Men. Like, there's other ways to help mutants. And Monet is kind of doubling down on doing things her own way. I also just don't think she likes authority figures. If I remember right, she's introduced as a student who doesn't like authority figures either. So she's, you know... Oh, yeah, she's a rich girl. No one tells her what to do. She's a rich girl? Yeah, she's a rich girl. At one point or another, I was waiting for one of us to end up doing that. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter anyway. It's just, <laughs> can she rely on the old Her character is really <laughs> fucking shallow, huh? Yeah, she's very shallow, very vain. vain, uh, vain. Yeah. Self-absorbed. She's fighting for the right cause. Is she, though? Is she? 
breast enlargement surgery. So with Genosha gone, oh, they gotta set up somewhere else, and they go to the Savage Land. That's where the dinosaurs are. That's where the dinosaurs are. I know that because I'm staring at a picture of a pterodactyl. 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 <laughs> Magneto already has a base there. He's already got robots yeah, there. The uh, the Aquabus. Oh God. <laughs> He's the Aquabus. Magneto has a tower. He's got robots that work for him. There's, it's also rigged to blow. It's just all his bases. <laughs> Honestly, it's a flared base. It's a butt plug. The thing is, like, Magneto is a classic Marvel supervillain. Of course he has a base, and of course he has robots. Um, let's see. Oh, and the base has been used by the X-Men before in the past. So, at least, you know, some, there's some X-Men stuff there. Some of them have forgot to change their mailing address. He's got to be, like, that awkward old roommate who's, like, forwarding old mail. He's still getting, uh... Professor X's A or P, uh, Like, he's mail. still getting, like, he purposely has him. Yep, no, that's, that's a porn face. I, I wonder, because she makes this face a lot, I wonder if this is supposed to reference the fact that, like, she has mouth hands. She's always making the, like, wiping food off your lip kind of motion. So why she always is, like, so far she's always been in gloves. She's gotta be careful. Yeah. She's gonna smudge her lipstick like that. <laughs> that's not all she's gonna smudge... So when Psylocke and Magneto are alone, she grills Magneto. She chews him out, not with her mouth hands, because that's another trick. Um, she tells him that, like, we are a team, we're not your minions. You know, because none of them knew about Magneto's plan before. So she's like, if we're going to be a team, you need to start treating us like equals. Okay. Sabretooth is one of the things men Monet, Monet is one of the most talented X-Men there is. Uh, Archangel is a killing machine, and the only thing keeping him in control is... Psylocke, a psychic ninja who is, again, one of the deadly... She's like, we're all deadly in our own right. So, if she wasn't controlling fucking Archangel... Yeah. I think he'd just be shitting and pissing himself. Like, he's... He's he's so mentally trying trying at this point. Yeah. Like, now, is that... Like, brain-dead due to the whole being under mental control the entire time? Or brain-dead as in because something happened to him in addition? I think something something happened to him that turned him back into Archangel. And as a side effect, he lost, like, his humanity. And in future volumes, they'll actually start dealing with more apocalypse-related stuff. And Warren will basically recover his personality. So, like... If she wasn't controlling him, is there a possibility that he would have been with Apocalypse? It's possible. I think in the future arcs, there are, there are other archangels that are created based off of him. Later, we meet Apocalypse's son, who's an established character. Apocalypse Jr. I think his name is either, like, Genocide or Holocaust. I think it's Genocide. But Magneto argues the X-Men were part of Xavier's dream, and Xavier had his secrets, too. So his argument is, like, me treating you the way I am, me keeping secrets from you, it's not a bad thing. Because that is exactly what Xavier did when he was alive. So, if you're telling me I'm a shitty leader, and you're telling me I'm not leading this team correctly, then you also need to recognize that the guy that we're all worshipping, who's up in the heavens right now, he was also a flawed person, just like me. So he's displacing the blame and just going, Yeah. He could do it, why can't I? But I like it because Magneto, he's not actively taking the high ground and telling Psylocke that she's wrong. Like... Yeah, no, he's in, in older, owning up to in it. Older, an older Magneto might do that. He might, he might deflect like that. But this more aged Magneto, who has watched his friend and enemy die, is basically making it about, like, well, there is no right way of doing it. At the end of this volume, uh, Magneto recruits Psylocke, or no, I'm sorry, Phantom X and Mystique onto his X-Men team. Because he knows, like, 
We all have a the weirdest fucking sentence I've ever heard, though. Magneto, X-Men team. Well, Magneto's like, I understand that you two have been investigating the Someday Corporation. Uh, I'd like to work with you guys on that. I get it now. You call it the Someday Get People, because someday, the Mpox are going to be gone. Or, or someday, they're going to pull you out of that tube. Right. Whether you want to come out. Or not. Or not, yeah. So, at the end of this, the Dark Riders are killed off. Uh, Mystique and Phantom X are recruited onto this X-Men team. In future volumes, this X-Men team will end up clashing with the Hellfire Club, who, like, both of them have a vested interest in the Someday Corporation, but for reasons I can't remember off the top of my head, the Hellfire Club turns on the X-Men and they end up fighting each other. Mm. And again, there's an arc later where Apocalypse's son gets involved, and he's like, how about more Archangels? And makes a big deal of it. That's Uncanny X-Men Volume 1. Uncanny X-Men Superior, Volume 1, written by Colin Bunn with art by Greg Land. I, I, when I was reading this book, I liked it a lot for a couple reasons. For one thing, I didn't know about the Greg Land thing. I didn't notice it at all. But I liked the team a lot. I liked the, the look of the book. And again, just as a first volume, it's like pretty cut and dry. There are... There are and it's not know, overly flashy either. Yeah, and it's uncomplicated about it. There are just some dudes who are killing off mutants that heal people, and the X-Men have to stop them. And what I like is that, like you said, Magneto is pretty consistent throughout. Like, just because he's he's an X-Men character and he's, he's a hero now, doesn't mean he's above keeping secrets, playing dirty, or, like, misleading people. Or bombs. Or bombs. Again, he's still using villainous tactics. Just, he's using those tactics to do good things. Yeah. And again, the Dark Riders are, like, the kind of characters where you see them and you're like, oh, they're kind of cool. I hope they get killed off. Because they really don't, they don't contribute that much. There's no, there's no sustenance to it. Yeah, like they're the perfect, like, opening goon squad for the X-Men to take out. That the fact that they actually pose as a real threat instead of just... Yeah, most of them have gun hands and shit. Like, Like, most most of the time when you end up having people fighting, like, goons fighting superheroes, you're getting more of, you know, what you're dealing with the someday people... Yeah, I'm just like ah, rescue people from trucks. And Normal stuff. human beings with guns. Just, How do we stop them? I don't know. Just fucking make the gun become part of their body without yeah. their fucking. There's, there's like a consent. gun guy. There's a dinosaur guy. There's a robot guy. Garage and gauntlet. I just does. I just do it. He does the better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He gave me Gamora. I can fit my bullet hole. I can fit my bullet in your bullet holes. Oh, what does that mean? Smaller bullets. Smaller bullets. Smaller bullets. What does that mean? I'm better than you. Yeah, um, and, and again, I picked up the book because uh, Psylocke's one of my favorite X-Men, and I, I like her look in this book, I like that she's the second-in-command, and I like that for as cool as Magneto is, Psylocke is like the only member of the team that will really chew him out. Mm-hmm. Like, Sabretooth has worked with Magneto before, so they kind of have an understanding. She's kind of got a little bit more of the altruistic side of things. So. Yeah, like, she has to be the angel on his shoulder, despite the fact that, like... The little angel. Yeah, them. well, even, even despite the fact that she knows that what she's doing isn't helping Archangel. Like, she, in her mind, it's like, we're going to do all this hero stuff, and then when it's over, we're going to work on healing Archangel. And then I could fix him. Yeah, exactly. But maybe that day will never come. His brain is super muffled. You know what, day? Chowder. You know when it will come, though? Yeah, man. Someday, Corp. Someday, Corporation. That's part of Sunday. I like that, uh, I like the Sabretooth. Like, really, the team, I think, is really solid. It's only five characters. The focus is not spread out too wide. No, they even make, like, 
Magneto the main focal point. Mm-hmm. And, like, despite Monet being, like, a prick, she's still effective. She's still, like, useful. <laughs> fucking throws it, dude. <laughs> and Sabretooth, I think, is a real good, like, breakout character. He's a good brute for this team. The, before we get more into the opinions, I think we should do a Where Are They Now segment really quickly. So, Magneto... Magneto's in a nursing home. He's not hospice. <laughs> Magneto is part of the Quiet Council, which is a group of ten mutants who basically, all, like, run Krakoa and the entire mutant society. Um, Psylocke is the leader of Excalibur, which is a British, uh, like, magical X-Men team. You know who else is on the team? Apocalypse. Oh, God. Wait, Apocalypse is magic? Yeah. It's those brutes. Magic is wrong. She becomes a fucking good guy? Well, when all the mutants are united together, everyone's a good guy. (laughs) I feel like he's like, yes, I'm a good guy, but then he just eviscerates people. He shows up on Krakoa, and he's like... Oh, I already knew about record, record scratch. He shows up with Krakoa, and, like, first of all, he's like, Krakoa, good to see you again. Because, you know, I knew him in ancient times. And uh, also, mutant population, I am so proud of you for finally figuring it out. Angel runs X-Corp. Mm-hmm. X-Corp is a pharmaceutical company that big that takes the, meta, like, the, the herbs from Krakoa and turns them into z- disease-curing uh, uh, medicine. Because the, when the X-Men have, like, Krakoa, their, like, mutant nation, they're like, we don't want mutants fucking with it. Or we don't want humans fucking with it, coming to our door, bang, bang. You know, mut- like, they bribe humanity with, like, cures for diseases that X-Corp produces. So they're opposite of Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Warren, is, Warren runs this company that basically bribes humanity into leaving... The mutant kind Leave of us alone. alone. We'll supply you with all your medication and all yep. that. Yep. And it's not even the best medicine. It's just like the scraps. You want the real shit, you gotta earn that. Exactly. So they're like dealers now. How do they talk to the island, though? So now they're... They have one guy who can understand the island. Okay. Sabretooth is in mutant hell. Uh, well, I see that good guy arc didn't last very long. No, his personality reverted back. And so when the Krakoa stuff started, he was like... <laughs> But, but I want to kill people. I don't want to be in this, this magical island of orgies and, and, and you know, mutant... Pro- I don't care about that. I want money and power. So they're like, oh, no. we got to put him in the hole. So they put him in a hole. They're like, you'll come out when you change your ways. Yeah, they're like, you'll come out when you change your ways. Because, like, the thing is, Sabretooth can't die. So if you just stick him in a hole, he just has to sit there. He ends up in, like, a hell dimension that no one on Krakoa knows about. So they accidentally put him there? Yeah. And because he's the only X-Men character there in Hell, he becomes Hell's, like, ruler. And Monet is just uh, one of the -the run-of-the-mill humans. She's not doing anything special. Okay. Connor. That's the pilot. Yes. What is your favorite moment from this book? I... (laughs) I I got a chuckle. We're just like, ah, yes. Geosha. Also, bombs! (laughs) It's just like... It's a constant constant reminder of my failures. And also, it's a trap. (laughs) Like... Yeah, because I just it's that's one of my favorite yeah, parts because it's like how do you think I lived this long? I didn't get this far by being <laughs> stupid. I didn't get this far by being sentimental. Activate the bomb. Like I also imagine like there's some dude who lives like across <laughs> the water from Geonosia and is like, oh, Geonosia's exploding again. Thursday already. Some scrapper who showed up on a boat like, oh man, get some real good money from this metal scrap. Oh no. Justin, what what was your favorite moment from this book? Honestly, I kind of just really like the guy that's just like, nah. Oh, oh, sorry. You gotta come with us. Fuck that. I mean, nah. shit. We're gonna kill you. Nah. No, okay. 
Yeah. You're really not. And the thing is, too, though, is like if they shot him in the face, like that would have cracked his helmet. I think they tried to, and it didn't crack the helmet. It's like, I mean, that helmet. Well, I mean, it's it's got to be able to possess. It's got to be a durable helmet. Well, like the thing is, though, is that if they managed to do that, they would have killed everybody. They would have died themselves. Yeah. And I'm just them. It's a fucking star collapsing on Earth. Yeah, I don't think they thought about it that far. Like, that guy's got the best sense of plot armor on the face of the Earth, both literally and figuratively. Like, he can literally sit there and go, let's all just crack this shit open. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, crack it open like an egg. You I just like that he's only in the book to look cool. I love that that's his only purpose. But it worked. It worked. He looks cool, I'm not gonna argue that. And like, I don't know, part of me kind of wants a little bit more of him. Uncanny X-Men. It's an entertaining book. Again, if you look it up, it's Uncanny I gotta say, X-Men. though, for the Uncanny stuff, mm-hmm. it's actually good. Yeah. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And we'll catch you guys next time. And Spotify. Thanks for listening. Don't forget Spotify. And Spotify. We're on that, too. Mm-hmm. And anyway, bye. <laughs>